Real quick, I gotta let you in on a testing secret. With regulations and breaches on the rise, production data is no longer safe or legal for developers to use. And creating test data in-house is a complex chore that eats away valuable time. That's where Tonic comes in. They make it possible to create a true mirror of production by safely and realistically mimicking production data. So you can work on real product and steer clear of surprises at release time. Learn more at tonic.ai slash code story. We are willing to make a code base that was looking too good. It's good to, to not to, to don't have any technical debt. We were more thinking about the, the beauty of a code than the beauty of having a user, a live user. And that was like a mistake because yet it's good that we don't have any technical debt, but it's more important to have user at first. So maybe one of the mistakes we made is to maybe focus too much on the craftsmanship uh, principles than on the user. My name is Jan Rush CBO. I'm the CEO and CTO of Floyd. This is Code Story, a podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries. Spent six months moonlighting. There's nothing on the backhand. Who share what it takes to change an industry. I don't exactly know what to do next. Took many goes to get right. Who built the teams that have their back. Our company is its people. The teams help each other achieve. Most proud of our team. Keeping scalability top of mind. All that infrastructure was a Yes, we've been fighting it as we grow. Total waste of time. The stories you don't read in the headlines. It's not an easy thing to achieve, Mike. Took it off the shelf and dusted it off and tried it again. To ride the ups and downs of the startup life. You need to really it's want it. It's not just about technology. All this and more on Code Story. I'm your host, Noah Labpart, and today, how Jan Rava-Cibio is taking generative AI and procurement and creating the first centralized decision platform for AP and AR. This episode is supported by Terso. Terso is the open-source edge database from the creators of LibSQL. Do you put your edge computing close to your users? You should put your data there, too. Terso makes this easy, utilizing the developer experience of SQLite. Access a free starter plan at terso.tech slash codestory. Terso, welcome to the data edge. This episode is brought to you by our friends at MemberStack. MemberStack is the fastest way for you to launch a beautiful Webflow MVP with robust authentication and smooth payments integration. Join companies like Slack and American Airlines in serving millions of members every single day. Get started for free by visiting memberstack.com slash codestory. Jan Rivasibio lives in France and has a lot of hobbies. Ones that he mentioned was kayaking and rock climbing, which he has been doing for more than 10 years. He's passionate about AI and built his first robot 15 years ago. But outside of tech, he's happily married and really enjoys Italian food. When I asked him what I should do when I come to France, he mentioned trying all the different food genres regionally across the country. When Jan was a CTO of a group of restaurants, he was pursued by the accounting department to ensure he was validating invoices. Though he tried to build a system for this, it wasn't enough to alleviate the pain of the problem. Eventually, he set out to build the right solution to solve this. This is the creation story of Flowey. 
So we created Fray from an issue that I had when I was a CTO of an Italian group of restaurants. We tried to fix it at that time, but we didn't find a very good solution. I was creating Sunday, another application, so I didn't put much effort on it. Last year, I saw again this issue on a new company. I said, okay, I have to find a solution. And what we are doing at Flowey is we are creating the first platform that enable and facilitate the communication between companies. Meaning you will merge the process of procure to pay and order to cash within the same platform to make the communication as seamless as possible. It's like having an agent that can make the validation and the payment of your invoice, fully integrating into your tools. So tell me about the MVP, so that first version of the product. How long did it take you to build and what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life? When I create a startup, it's very important for me to start with client. And yes, it could be a very good vision what I'm describing, but we have to start small. And small was the communication, communication between companies. So what we did is that we, we started with a Figma, nothing more than that. A Figma with automation so that the client can already start using it like it's a true environment, even if it's not a true one. Then we switched to like a demo one. We used React.js in front hand and on the back, a bit of uh, Node.js as well. Something that we did, which is not common, mostly in a startup, is that because we are working with invoices, a very sensitive object uh, within the company, we created an event-based backend with Kotlin and everything deployed within GCP to be very efficient. Uh, we, we use AppEngine most of the time, Autoscaler <clears throat> on Kubernetes. So let's stay on the MVP for just a minute. Let's talk through some of the decisions and trade-offs you had to make, you know, either around, you know, technical choices, like I hear you talking about some of the back-end scaling things, or, you know, approach and, and things of that nature. Tell me about some of those decisions and trade-offs you had to make and how you coped with those decisions. Because it's a sensitive uh, application that we are building, we quickly relied on Auth0. So that the full authentication is at the enterprise grade and ready to deploy. That's the first point we made. Then something that I really like, I don't know if you know this one, but it's the elephant carpaccio. Meaning when you have to build something, what is very important is the pain of your client. It's the elephant, but you can't solve the full pain at first. You have to start somewhere. So the goal is to say, this elephant, I will cut it like a carpaccio, very thin slice. And something which is not said most of the time is that you have to reorder those slides. So that at every slice that you build within your product, deploy continuously within the final uh, solution, you will make them the most impactful as possible for the client. So that at every iteration, a small thing that you are developing on your side, but it's a big impact for the client. So as long as you continue to deploy new feature, the, the, the elephant starts, for example, as a queue, seems like an elephant, then it's moved to a lion. Oh no, it's maybe a giraffe. Oh, it's moved to a car. Oh, it finally, at the end of this, it's a, it's a rocket. <laughs> 
So very different from the product that you, you add at the vision at the beginning. This episode is encrypted by Cypherstash. Data breaches are becoming a fact of life. Know why? One of the reasons is because developers lack the right tooling to get the job done, i.e. encryption at rest tools are complex and inadequate. The solution? Encryption in use with Cypherstash. Cypherstash uses searchable encryption in use technology, providing continuous and universal protection for sensitive data. With Cypherstash, you can turn your existing database into a vault, utilizing zero trust key management, SQL native, and with no code. Though encryption is complicated, Cypherstash is easy to use. The tool fully supports SQL via a drop-in driver replacement, supporting the query types you know and love today. And did we mention it's fast? For queries over 100 million records, you can expect additional overhead of less than one millisecond. It's a no-brainer. Get started by reviewing their docs or downloading sample projects in Rails or Node plus SQLize today. Visit cypherstash.com slash codestory and get started protecting your data. This episode is supported by Treble. This day and age, APIs are a fact of life. And as such, product and engineering teams need tooling that is lightweight, real-time, and data-rich to help them ship and maintain APIs faster. That's where Treble comes in. Treble is an all-in-one platform for the entire API lifecycle. The product offers world-class monitoring and observability, providing more than 40 data points for each request, enabling you to understand everything from performance to user behavior. Dashboards help connecting your entire team for lifecycle collaboration. Documentation is automatically generated, saving massive amounts of time for your development team with every new release. And setting up Treble, super easy and fast. In three simple steps, you can be up and running with their platform. Their pricing is designed to support API teams of all sizes. So get started with Treble today and automate your API ops. Did I mention they have a free forever plan? Find out more by visiting treble.com slash codestory. That's T-R-B-L-L-E dot com slash code story. So let's move forward then. So you've got your MVP. It's it's working. You're starting to progress the product and mature it. How did you go about that process? And to wrap that in a box a little bit, what I'm looking for is how you went about building your roadmap and how you went about deciding, okay, this is the next most important thing to build or to address with Flowey. The goal is to always iterate with your clients because they are the one willing to use it. Speaking about MVP, minimal viable product, but what I, I used to say is more creating the uh, minimal low viable product so that your customer will love to use it and will continue to use it. So every time we, we want to, to create a new feature, we are designing it checking with the clients, the ones that are already using and others that would like to use it. And this is how we are ranking our feature with clients so that it's as much impactful for them as we can. Now here you're saying we, so tell me about your, your team and, and tell me about how you went about the process of deciding, okay, these are the winning horses. So I had the chance to create different startup before. I had more than six, six people from my previous companies that joined us. Even other from not the, the previous one, but the one two or three steps before. This is how I was able to create my first team. And uh, right now I'm extending the team with new recruitment 
So uh, mostly thanks to LinkedIn, network, friends of friends, because like you said, it's the ones that will be able to, to raise the level are willing to win as much as possible. You have to find someone that's hungry. A lot of experience is very appreciated. Have a sense of business, meaning you need to understand the value of your time and which challenge you want to solve. You, do, you don't have to solve all of them, but you have to solve the right one, the one that will get provide value for your company. This episode is supported by Terso. Terso is the open source edge database from the creators of LibSQL, the popular fork of SQLite. If you put your edge computing close to your users, like with Netlify or Vercel edge functions or Cloudflare workers, you should put your data there too in order to maximize performance gains at the edge. Terso makes it easy with a developer experience of SQLite in a distributed database you can replicate much closer to your users than traditional database offerings in the cloud. Terso's lightweight, easy to use, and free to get started. The team at Terso is offering a generous starter plan specifically for Code Story listeners. Head over to terso.tech slash codestory and get started today. That's T-U-R-S-O dot tech slash codestory. Terso, welcome to the Data Edge. This episode was automatically optimized by Cast. If you run cloud-native software on AWS, Google Cloud, or Azure, you know how out of hand the bill can get. This uncertainty hurts your business, but you can solve it with Cast AI. Cast AI automates cloud costs, performance, and security management for hundreds of companies of all sizes. The platform's customers begin saving immediately and cut an average of over 60%. So before you go and sign a multi-year contract with a cloud provider or lay people off, check out what Cast AI can do for you. To get you saving even faster, CastAI is offering a free cloud cost audit with a personal consultation. Visit cast.ai slash codestory to get started. Okay, let, let's flip to scalability then. So I'm, I'm curious if you built this to scale you know, efficiently or at least with scale in mind from day one, or are you fighting this as you grow and gain traction? The name scalability is something wide. Most of people think about scalability in terms of user. But what is more important for me, it's scalability in terms of feature as well and in terms of developers. Meaning how many features you can develop at the same time, how many developers you can have on the same code base, and how many users you can have within the same hub. So this is something that I have always in my mind. We are not trying to... Um, make something too much scalable if we don't have any user. It's a nonsense. You you should prefer having user and then have issue of scalability because you you have proof of your market fit so that yes you are going on the right way. In terms of vision where you want to go, product market fit and only then scalability in terms of database for example or things like that. I'm using as well a cloud provider that I really know that they can scale horizontally and vertically very simply uh, so that I have the minimal scalability if I have too much people at the same place. As you step out on the balcony and you look across all that you've built, what are you most proud of? I think it's the culture. 
that we did. Something that is very important for me is to have people that can have the balance between their personal life and private life. With a journey that is very, very challenging as creating a startup, because it's not like uh, a sprint that we're doing, it's a marathon. You have to manage the, the long run, and on the other side, you have to, to make it happen. Something that could be a bit weird for a startup or event-based solution, which was an investment that we made, a big one for a startup, but we, we are taking benefit of it already. Okay, let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it. We are willing to make a code base that was looking too good. It's good to, to not to don't have any technical debt, but we were more thinking about the, the beauty of a code than the beauty of having a user, a live user. And that was like a mistake because yes, it's good to don't have that we don't have any technical debt, but it's more important to have user at first. So maybe one of the mistakes we made is to maybe focus too much on the craftsmanship uh, principles than on the user. So this will be fun to ask and it's always exciting to hear you know, from a founder what the future looks like for the product and for your team. The future looks like a beautiful one. For example, even this morning, uh, I was making a discovery with a new client and he was saying, oh yeah, you are really on the gold mine, continue to move. And this kind of person was having created a similar product uh, six years ago on another vertical. So it was very beautiful to see that. So what we are doing right now is to expand our feature so that we were targeting mean market companies. And we have to expand so that we will be able to manage as well enterprise level companies. That's the first point. On the other hand, uh, we are adding payment feature so that payment will become like a seamless flow within the, um, the company communication with another partners and we are hiring as well because uh, we want to speed up the development and to do so we need to hire talented people within the software with very good experience in event-based infrastructure Let's switch to you. Who influences the way that you work? Name a person or many persons or something that you look up to and why. I like to, to quote Harry um, Ford about horses. If you ask people what they wanted, they will say faster horses. I think it's a quote that I really like because if I ask TFOs what they wanted, it's like, okay, something to have payment faster. Yes, but no. And this is why we focus on communication. It's the same with something that I like from Thomas Edison, which said, I have not failed. I just found 10,000 ways that won't work. It's the way of saying we don't have to see things as a negative way. It's just a positive way to say, yeah, we have to iterate. This is something that I am trying to be with my culture, say we are never failing. 
we are just learning. And the goal is to learn as fast as possible. And if we are able to learn, we have no reason that it will be a fail because people will use us, because you will learn something, because uh, it's a journey that we will be able to make together, to grow. Last question. So you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show it off to the world. Can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person, having gone down this road a bit? The first one, it's a bias that we have as an engineer, is focus on clients. We don't care about your product. Just find clients that have a common problem, not one. At least two, three is better, five is perfect. So that they all have the same problem in common. They may be not saying the same, the same thing as the, uh, with the same words, but they might have the same problem together. Find those ones, sign them, create a product only then with no code, as simple as possible. And only then, when you start to have usage, maybe try to expand the, the solution. And by this way, you will be able to say, okay, I find a product market fit. I have people that are willing to pay for that. They are using it. Yeah, you can raise money from that. Uh, it's not an issue. Or you can even finance it with organic growth because if they are really willing to pay, they might pay in advance the, the, your product. Well, that's great advice. Well, Jan, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for telling the creation story of Flowey. Thank you very much, Noah. And this concludes another chapter of Coat Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Laphart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening.